Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Welcome to Brazuca Sounds. This is the episode number 60, and I'm on Instagram as Brazuca Sounds. I also have a playlist on Spotify, Brazuca Sounds soundtrack, talking about Spotify. Don't forget to rate this show there, five stars, please. Also on Apple Podcasts. Also remembering one more time, we have a pay subscription available now at Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Brazuca Sounds. And today we're going to talk about the 50 years anniversary of Cartola's first album released in 1974, nearly 50 years after beginning his career, featuring more of its roots. All the songs here were written by Cartola himself, 12 of the more than 100 songs that he wrote during his lifetime. He was already 65 years old here, released in 1974, as I said, by the independent label Discos Marcos Pereira. Chora, Nishwa se chora, aproveita a voz do lamento. So in February and March 1974, Cartola's voice was finally recorded in a full album with its name on the cover, Disfarce Chora, the name of this opening, means pretend and cry. The lyrics are about this woman and her disappointment in love, also because she was never vocal about it. Olhar gostar só de longe Não faz ninguém chegar perto E se eu pranto a triste senhora Vai molhar o deserto quote-unquote, love only from afar won't make him come closer. Now your tears, he will wet the whole desert. It does really set the tone for the record big time. Not many songs here are happy or up-tempo. Cartola was heavily influenced by Chorinho, which is a music genre that precedes samba and it's more poetic melancholic and nostalgic as well. Although this song here is effectively a samba, it is also definitely a crossover with Chorinho that I just mentioned. Second song on the record is even slower, Sim. There are three sets of strings here, the seven-string guitar, a regular six-string guitar, and obviously the cavaquinho. They are complementing each other. I can hear every sound independently, so you also probably can, especially if you listen to the songs on headphones. It's pretty amazing what they are doing here in these arrangements. The seven string, it is this more prominent sound as it keeps kind of 
soloing more or less during the whole song. The percussion here is the ultimate carnival samba uh, percussion, the tamborim. As I said, is a classic carnival lead instrument. Do not confuse with the tambourine. Tambourine has no jingles or snares, and you actually play with a stick. And obviously, you hear a raucous cuica. squeaky sound every melancholic samba uses a cuica so we have that feeling of a crying more or less as a musician cartola made use of many modulations some of which were not common in samba at the time this song here sim it is a classic example of key changes like most songs are written with just one key signature right including samba but this one though modulates its key to another in the middle so even if it's subtle even if it appears to have no change or to be a very simple song it is a bit of a nightmare to play the guitar or the seven string guitar of this song ask any musician out there this is not simple at all by the way, when it comes to the lyrics, Cartola is notable for his very correct use of the Portuguese language. He was born in the year 1908, right? So he grew up in a different time, a more formal time in the 1920s and 30s. And it's very amazing, especially considering his lack of formal higher education. He only completed its junior high, but he was an avid reader as he attests to a music critic, Tariq de Souza, in November 74, after the release of his first record right here. I had no interest in reading, but one day when I was around 25, a cousin gave me a book of poetry and I really liked it. So I started reading more and more Castro Alves and Alavo Bilac. Some of my lyrics I write all at once. Others are born with a short draft, just an idea that I keep stored until inspiration comes. I prefer to do little but do well. Do little but do it well. That's a good mantra to live by. And by the way, the poets that he cites there, Castro Alves and Olavo Bilac, are super required reading in Brazilian school system. So one way or another, everybody ends up reading those two guys. So this is a typical way for an old school samba to start with the flute. By the way, the musician here, Copinha, one of his most famous performances is the solo intro to this. Chega de saudade from the first João Gilberto's LP arranged by Tom Jobim. Copinha was a phenomenal musician, the flutist. He played with Hermeto Pascual, Chico Buarque, Caetano Veloso, Gilberto Gil, Milton Nascimento, everybody 
obviously Cartola as well. So okay, we have the flute and sooner comes the trombone. Wait for it. was a very common combination the flute and the trombone in the intros of old school sambas check it out also this soft percussion it is a matchbox played by Marçal who was also playing the cuica uh, in the song before very celebrated percussionist this is one of those songs that starts low but has this crescendo with the percussion elements it is one of the newer songs on the record it was written just around the time of its recording in 1974 with Dalmo Castello, same dude that also co-writes the opening track, Disfarce Chora. It's a very romantic song, but not about disillusion this time, but rather to the beauty of a girl. These two guys, Cartola and Dalmo, were very appalled by her beauty first time they met. So, Cartola is a nickname, right? He used to work in his youth as a construction worker guy, and he used to wear a bowler hat to protect himself from the cement falling. But his peers, they didn't know any better, and they thought it was a top hat, meaning a Cartola. That's how he got the nickname. Everybody gets a nickname in Brazil sooner or later. Linda, te sinto mais bela. Te fico na espera. Me sinto tão só mais. O tempo que passa. Em dor maior, bem maior. And by the way, Cartola, if you know his figure, has a very disfigured nose, kind of became his trademark over the years. And that's because he had a disease in his 50s that required a plastic surgery. And Escartola has started this surgery and yet not finished. So he left like a black spot in the region. I'm pretty much sure if it had happened when he was a boy, that probably will lead to a nickname as well, as the nicknames in Brazil always has this connotation about physicality, all stuff that you wear. Esquece nosso amor Vê se esquece Porque tudo no mundo Acontece Another sad ballad here is just 80 seconds. It's just Cartola and the guitar. Cartola was also a musician. He played the guitar to compose and in his live performances. Although he does not play instruments on the record here, this instead is the phenomenal Meira, as I said, legendary in Brazil. He was a teacher as well. 
of so many prominent figures, Baden-Powell, and the song Acontece, which was initially recorded by Paulinho da Viola. I actually talked about that record from Paulinho da Viola in Brazuca Sounds number 41. Tive sim outro grande amor antes do tempo. Tive sim. So, Tive sim, this is one of those songs composed in the early 60s, and it is a response to the jealousy of his partner, Dona Zica, uh, where he talks about this love that he had in the past. Here he sings, Yeah, I had another big love before yours. But compared with the love I have for you, that will be the end. So I'm gonna shut up because I don't have intentions, my love, of hurting you. It's a pretty honest and dry song about loves that we have in the past. Cartola was married at the age of 18 with a single mom seven years uh, his senior, uh, and they stayed together for 20 years before she passed away. So Cartola was in fact a widow when he met Dona Zica in the late 50s. Dona Zica was the sister of his best friend wife, Carlos Cachaça. Even though Cartola here is being, as I said, being very honest about the love that he had in the past, Dona Zica became very present in Cartola's career. She even appeared by his side in the album cover of his second LP, uh, 1976. These... 1974, here is the iconic picture of Cartola in his sunglasses. So Cartola and Dona Zica finally made their union official in the year 1964. Fun fact, Cartola discovered that his name was Angenor and not Agenor as he thought. It was in his birth certificate that he needed for the marriage. So there was a different spelling right there. Good thing at that point, everybody would just call him Cartola. This is a quintessential of samba song, more up-tempo, with two verses only that Cartola wrote in partnership with Elton Medeiros, the song emphasizing a positive view of life, despite all challenges and setbacks that we have, especially Cartola. I made a bonus episode about this song here with all the details about the composition, lyrics, harmony, patreon.com slash brazuca sounds. Here is a snippet of that episode. Ah, sorrir eu pretendo levar a vida. A sorrir with a smile, eu pretendo levar a vida. I tend to lead my life. Oh, chorando eu vi a mocidade perdida. Pois chorando, because crying, eu vi a mocidade perdida. I saw a lost youth. 
Cartola was born in 1908, had a very tough childhood, and then when he became a samba songwriter, he had to sell so many of his lyrics in the 1930s to actually survive. Then he had meningitis at the age of 38, almost got paralyzed because of it, disappeared from the music scene for a decade, more or less, until he was rediscovered by chance uh, by a journalist when Cartola was working in a car wash in Ipanema. And these journalists kind of reintroduced Cartola to musicians, hence he began songwriting again. So this was a snippet of the bonus episode, and the song was written in just one night, and later Nara Leon recorded in 1963 and catapulted Cartola back to the people's imaginary, and he started writing songs again. And as I said, full story there at patreon.com slash sounds. Next, in the album is Alvorada, kind of encapsulate what an intro to a samba song structure should sound like. Starts with the bass drum, and then afterwards comes the tamborim, the cuica, and finally the strings. It's just a beautiful song, opening the side B of the album, putting a big smile in our faces. It was co-written with a guy that I mentioned before here, Carlos Cachaça, Cartola's best friend and music partner. Uh, they met when Cartola was 11 years old. Carlos Cachaça was a little older, 17 and this song is what I describe as a working class samba. It's the dawn in the hills. What wonderful. Nobody cries and there's no sadness. According to the legend, the song was written after a night out full of music and drinking and as Cartola and Carlos Cachaça descend uh, Favela Hill, they saw this bright sunrise in the morning, the dawn a contrast of beauty of nature and the suffering of its people living there Favela, as you probably know it is the financially disadvantaged slums in Rio de Janeiro and it's another of those songs that put Cartola back in the map after Clara Nunes recorded for her best-selling album of 1972. The co-writer Carlos Cachaça also recorded this song in 76, when he was 74 years old, and so many other people, right? Maria Bethânia, Beth Carvalho, Alcione, Jair Rodrigues, everybody recorded that song. It's very famous also in the movie City of God, when one of the criminals in the beginning of the movie, Cabeleira, was translated into English as Shaggy. He finally convinces his 
Mistress Berenice to stay with him. Amorada, lá no morro, que beleza. Ninguém chora, não há tristeza. So it's a very bright moment in the movie, right? Ironically, it's also a Cartola song that they play when the character Shaggy is shot by the police a little later in the movie. Cartola really have this conflicting feelings of pure joy, but also the absolute despair, just like this other song here, which is my favorite on the entire Cartola's discography. Who sees me smiling think that I'm content. But my smile, it is just consolation. That's a beautiful introduction to the song. And then Cartola proceeds to tell us how he knows how to hold back his tears so nobody sees the weeping in his heart. It's like so simple is what makes so popular. On the other hand, is very thoughtful lyrics to the allegory he constructs about his pain. So abstract, right? Like his heart weeping. It's a very interesting analogy. It does not rely on obvious cliches, Cartola. Uh, even the introduction that I just... That's glorious lyrics, especially in Portuguese makes even more sense with the words, right? Sometimes when we translate lyrics, they don't reach the same level of understanding. And this was among the first songs Cartola ever recorded because in 1940, the maestro Leopold Stakowski embarked on a ship to Latin America, right? His delegation traveled to perform and record regional music from each country. And unfamiliar with Brazilian music, Stakowski asked the maestro Brazilian composer Heitor Villa-Lobos to help him choose the country's most talented musicians. Cartola was among them he recorded four songs in total and one made the final cut And obviously this recording, this album, didn't reach Brazil. Cartola only heard it many years later. Uh, names are misspelled on the record, totally missing from the album sometimes. For instance, this song, Kemi Verso Hindu, is cataloged as Zamba with vocal ensemble like Zamba with a Z instead of Samba, right? The, probably the most popular music genre out of Brazil. It was misspelled there. By the way, much of this information about this Leopold Stakowski recording in Brazil comes out of the 
blog from Vitoria Brothers, Lyrical Brazil, great source of information about Brazilian music in English. And also, obviously, Cartola didn't make a lot of money with the recording. According to the legend, a year and a half after this recording, he received a small sum in payment, enough to buy three packs of cheap cigarettes. So, between 1970 and 73, everybody was recording Cartola, right? He was really rediscovered. So, we already mentioned Paulinho da Viola before, Clara Nunes, and this song in the background was also was made very popular by Elsa Soares. Elsa Soares, probably the most popular Brazilian singer in the early 1970s there, especially when it comes to samba. And this Cartola record was put out in a very independent record label, Discos Marcos Pereira. It was pretty much the idealization of these two guys, Marcos Pereira, working in advertising, writing jingles for TV, that kind of stuff. He was from Sao Paulo, and the other guy was from Sao Paulo either, a music producer there called Pelão, who works in the album as the producer. Marcos Pereira was traveling all Brazil to know new musicians that were ignored by the big labels. Discos Marcos Pereira, the record label, put out 74 and then the subsequent album of Cartola 76. Now those two consider the creme de la creme of Brazilian music over time. Pelão, the music producer, Brazil was going through like a Brazilian dictatorship and Pelão here was a very opposite side of all that. But in his own words, quote unquote, the real revolution only will come when the voice of the people is heard and reproduced in its essence. So that was the idea of the music producer here putting Cartola on the record. He also did Nelson Cavaquinho on the record. That same year, he also recorded Adonirã Barbosa, which is like a big samba name from São Paulo. And one of the best songs on the album was also previously recorded by Paulinho da Viola. Is this one here, Amor Proibido. Dino, oh Dino, oh Omeira, Canhoto, cadê o Gilberto aí? So this is Cartola name dropping all the names involved in the recording, right? Dino, Meira, Canhoto, and Gilberto. Dino is Dino Sete Cordas. It's a nickname for Dino Seven String. As I mentioned already in this show, much of the melodies on this record here has like a contribution from the Seven Strings guitar. The whole record doing a lot of modulations, switching key signatures all over. And Dino Sete Cordas was also the arrangement of the record so explain a little bit about his choice in the song and it's very important because it was not usual and normally the introductions of this song were made by the percussion as we saw in Alvorada or the Cavaquinho but this one here is very famously by its introduction with the seven string guitar let's play again the introduction of Amor Proibido here This is all seven string guitar, 
This is a classic example of a song with a lot of modulation, so not easy to play it at all. And in the cavaquinho we have Canhoto, which is also a nickname meaning left-handed. Canhoto had a very interesting style of playing the cavaquinho because he would not switch the strings in the instrument despite the fact he was left-handed. So he would basically play the instruments like upside down. Canhoto is probably the Jimi Hendrix of cavaquinho. So they are all name dropped in the beginning of the recording. So the seven string, the cavaquinho and the guitar, they were all recorded on the same channel because these guys were all playing together. Magnificent work of a band. Uh, very hard to isolate their sounds. And cavaquinho is kind of a very low in the mix, probably a little bit far away from the microphones. But if you pay attention, you can hear all these three instruments separately, the seven string, the guitar, and also the cavaquinho. And the lyrics of this song here, Amor Proibido, is also very interesting. It is about an end of relationship. So easily I was seduced. Served like a pasture on your table. But the plot twist here, this woman in question was already the wife or a partner of a best friend. Hence the song's title, Amor Proibido, Forbidden Love. And obviously this woman was cheating his best friend and decided to cheat at Cartola as well with somebody else. Cartola, it is slightly implying the woman's a cow. And that's the reason also... Very famously, uh, Nara Leon, when she first heard Cartola and his original tapes, but she felt like this song here was blaming the woman for a breakup. It was a little bit misogynistic. And just to be very clear, it is somewhat of an interpretation as well. Cartola is not overtly calling nobody's names. And in 1973, Cartola was in this live show in Brazilian TV called MPB Especial before Cartola had even released his record so many of the songs were like brand new to a larger audience and six of the 12 songs on the record he played live there and Amor Proibido is in a slightly different version so there was not a seven string guitar it is Cartola in fact playing the lead here with a normal six string acoustic guitar <laughs> Amor Proibido on this TV show from 1973. I even posted the link of this entire presentation on my patreon.com brazuca sounds is free it is open for everybody it is a beautiful presentation brazuca sounds has now a paid subscription option so access now patreon.com slash brazuca sounds to get all the details 
don't worry, we will always have a free monthly episode. However, with a paid subscription, you can listen to bonus episodes focus on songs exclusively. There are two songs published for free on Patreon. Another old school samba here, including the trombone intro played by Haudi Barros. One of those up-tempo songs, right? And this song here is relevant because it was a partnership between Cartola and Aloysio Diaz. Aloysio was also one of those samba songwriters from back in the day. He was one of the founders of the samba school Mangueira, together with Cartola in the year 1928. Like, samba schools in Brazil is a big, big deal, right? Those big floating cars, those extra-large drumming section. So, Mangueira was one of the most popular samba schools in Rio de Janeiro or in Brazil, the most popular one I would say, and it was founded by these two guys, Cartola and Luizio Diaz, he was also like a guitar player, the first version of this song was actually recorded in the year 1940s, those times with all those 78 records, right, it was just like one song, so technically there is a little bit of a controversy, right when Cartola actually recorded his first song with his voice, was technically that one, but obviously it was only a single, right? Only a 78, a full album with Cartola's name and voice was obviously this one released almost four decades later in 1974. And this song here is just beautiful lyrics as well. Ordenis e farei It is basically saying to the love of his life that he can do anything that she wants him to do. That only for you I will suffer. Meaning I will suffer and even condemned to death. I will, my love, I will. So Cartola was basically two sides of the coin when he was writing this up-tempo songs. Half of the songs were like very these declarations of intense love on the other side there was all those songs about breakups and and that's exactly how this album finishes with one of those songs and the song actually starts with somebody asking Cartola if he forgot to sing that one hey man did you forget about that and Cartola oh yeah I forgot about that let's sing that one then to finish it off Alegria era o que faltava em mim Uma esperança vaga eu já encontrei Pelos carinhos que me faz me destimar Não te quero ver para nunca mais Alegria, meaning happiness That is what is missing in my life An empty hope that I have it. So if you don't understand Portuguese, you actually think the guy is singing about good vibes, good things, but it's, it's clearly the opposite. And he's talking, obviously, as I said before, about a breakup, about a woman that ended up a relationship with him. More than that, she was not very sincere. She was a hypocrite. He knew that she was kissing and hugging and making out, but everything, it was just like a facade. 
that is the song it is about. Alegria is the name, obviously, that means happiness. Alegria, gostou? Alegria, era o que faltava em mim, uma esperança vaga, eu já And that is kind of one of the contradictions, or I would say the trademarks of so many sambas from back in the day, like this juxtaposition between the lyrics and the rhythm, the melodies, right? As poet Vinicius de Moraes once described, samba it is the sadness that makes you dance. And that is the end of this episode here, Cartola, 1974 self-titled album, his first official album. We can even argue his subsequent record, his follow-up, released in 1976. It is, for many people, his masterpiece, because there are more famous songs. O Mundo é o Moinho e as Rosas Não Falam, more specifically. But that is a different story. That is going to be the theme of a different episode here of Brazuca Sounds. If you can rate this show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I also very much appreciate it. I also thank Ali Murphy for her vocal contributions. Julian for his being this marvelous of a kid. First steps this week. We're all proud over here. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> Alegria, alegria, alegria. This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Música